All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good, too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut-scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. With Amy Brown. Hey, okay, we're here. It's episode three, and my voice is awful. So I apologize in advance for not really having one, but definitely was on vocal rest yesterday. It's gotten a little bit better, but you may notice in my Dr. Oz clip that I'm sharing today, the Diet Coke one coming up, I probably sound a little bit different. And that's because that was recorded um, like a month ago when I was in New York. And so you may notice the audio and sound changes and my voice is different, but you know, just kind of getting a little inside scoop here. Not everything is recorded all at once. We kind of mash it all together because it's four different things. And I love that y'all are listening and even writing in to our email account, four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. And I pulled this one particular note from Amanda. She said that she loves the theme song. Shout out Walker Hayes for writing and singing that. But she asked what the eat casserole things line is all about. And that I clarify that when I called Walker and asked him to do it. He was like, yeah, no problem. So what's the podcast about? Like, give me, give me some stuff to go on. And I said, well, it's just going to be about everything, all the things. 
He's like, well, can you be more specific? I said, well, each episode is going to cover four things, but I really don't know what that'll look like. But I'm sure we'll cover health and fitness, some fashion stuff, mom and adoption things, just things that are inspiring, encouraging, sometimes sad things, sometimes happy things, all the things. And so he does talk about life and being full of beautiful things and that sometimes we might talk eat casserole things. So that maybe has to do with like recipes. And then I love the line he put in there where he said, tighten up your core things. I thought that was so clever. And it's my favorite line. And that's obviously for when we talk health and fitness. So hopefully y'all enjoyed um, my little talk with Aaron last week on how not to gain weight during the holidays. If you didn't hear that one, you can go back to last week's episode and check that out. That's episode two. I mean, y'all, there's only three episodes to get through right now. So if you haven't listened to them all, they're each like, I don't know, 25 minutes long. So if you've got like a long drive coming up or you've got to walk your dog or I listen to podcasts mostly when I'm like cleaning my house or trying to do things or walking the dog. So I don't know when you're listening to us, but hopefully you're enjoying it. And I quickly wanted to also shout out some, a note, a very similar note I got from two different people, Kirsten and Courtney, both separately commented about unanswered prayers, a little topic that I touched on, I think in the first episode And they said that it was just hearing that was able to remind them to look ahead during stressful times or when things are overwhelming and just seem like they're not going according to plan to just look ahead and know that there could be something beautiful at the end. But you just need to kind of like chill and believe whatever happens, happens. And then they said, just do your best and don't get too overwhelmed, which I totally agree. And I think that's what I touched on is sometimes you're just like, why? This is what's supposed to be happening for me, and I'm praying for it. Why isn't it happening now? But if you're patient, and for me, (laughs) patience took like seven or eight years to finally get an answer to my prayer, but I now realize why I went through that. And you can emerge from whatever the situation is, a stronger, better person, if you you know, stay the course and if you have that attitude. If you don't, then you can just be miserable with whatever's happening. But who wants to live that way? Let's just go ahead and get into today's episode, especially since my voice is a little wonky. Here we go. Okay, let's talk snoozing here for a second because snoozing is bad. And I say this now as a recovered chronic snoozer. So I used to go to bed at night and I would set my alarm earlier than I needed to wake up so that I would have time to snooze because snoozing just felt so good to me. And up until a few months ago, it felt good to me. For years, I would snooze. And my poor husband is not a snoozer. And I would say he can kind of get up and get the day going. And he's way more organized and way more chill in the morning, whereas I would be frantic and razzled and in a hurry and just didn't feel like my life was together. Well, that's because I kept pressing snooze. And I would look at other successful people that I know, and none of them really press snooze. And I was like, okay, taking note of that. And then on the Bobby Bone Show, the morning show that I'm on, Bobby brought up this article of like why you shouldn't be snoozing. And then he gave me a challenge to not snooze for a couple of days. And then he gave me an accountability partner, which is the listener that just called in. Then I stayed in touch with her on Instagram and we were each other's accountability partner. I think we started with like a few days or maybe it was a week but we started small and then y'all, I haven't gone back to, snoo- to snoozing. And I think, I don't know if it's been a couple months now, but I feel so much better. So now I'm on that train of like, okay, yes, snoozing is bad. Because here's what 
happens. I mean, you let yourself fall back asleep and you're basically tricking your body into thinking that it's going back into sleep mode when it's really not. Now, a lot of sleep experts, they know exactly what they're talking about. And of course, I was like reading into it. And really, you confuse your brain and your body. When that alarm goes off and you wake up and then you press snooze, ugh, it's still so satisfying. I sort of miss it, not going to lie. But I know how much better I feel not snoozing, so I will not go back to that life. But you get that foggy feeling when you press snooze and you get that foggy feeling trying to wake up. Every, I mean, I would press snooze like once, twice, sometimes three or four times. And sometimes that foggy feeling would stay with me all day long, but I didn't realize that was happening because I was pressing the snooze button. You follow me? Like I thought I was just feeling sluggish or tired because maybe I hadn't had enough caffeine or maybe I was tired from the day before, but really it was a result of my snoozing. So if you happen to be a chronic snoozer, I'm talking to you and I just want to encourage you to take a day to to not snooze. Like tomorrow, don't let yourself snooze. I know it's going to be so hard. I know. Girl, boy, whoever you are, I feel you. I know it's going to be so hard, but you just, you just got to do it. You got to not snooze. First of all, you need to get enough sleep. Like I used to be the person that tried to um, focus on working out first and then eating okay. And then sleep wasn't even really on my radar. And now this is how I live my life. Um, And I would work out all the time. And y'all, I wasn't in the healthiest state of my life. Like I worked out so much, you would think I would, I was doing triathlons and I was almost my unhealthiest, which is so crazy, but I didn't know how to eat well. And so now here's the order of importance I place when it comes to a healthy lifestyle. Sleep first, and obviously I'm gonna add in not snoozing, like in parentheses. Uh, And then I put eating healthy, and then I put working out. If you do those things, I think you're going to feel your best. And I speak from experience. Now, obviously, I'm not a medical professional, so please don't go take this somewhere. But in my personal experience, sleep first, then eating healthy, then working out. So if you get enough sleep, which I think you should aim for seven to eight hours, there is like this rare breed of people where they can function highly off of like three to four hours of sleep. That's not me. I would recommend seven to eight So get enough sleep. Don't snooze when that alarm goes off and then be consistent. The only way that you're ever going to like even get past this snoozing is if you're consistent and then you feel really good about it. And you guys, you know what I do every day now? You know what I do? I make my bed. I used to never make my bed, but now I love coming home and seeing all my pillows arranged nicely. And it's because I have the time. I don't press snooze. My mornings are no longer hectic. And I've been consistent with it enough to where I see like, the benefits of not snoozing that I, again, you heard it here. I told y'all I'm not going back to that lifestyle. If you're really tempted to press snooze, then maybe place your alarm clock out of reach so that you can't, you know, get access to it. You have to like physically get up. And then maybe once you're up, you'll be like, okay, they do make those alarms. Like, I don't know that like break into pieces. (laughs) Like when the alarm goes off, it's like a puzzle. And in order for the alarm to stop, you have to put the puzzle back together. So maybe you need to invest in something like that. Um, but that's just my little topic on snoozing. Cause I know a lot of you out there might snooze and I just feel like you're missing out on having a more relaxed morning and being more productive during the day and being less foggy and quite frankly, making your bed. And I used to think my sister was crazy. She's someone that makes her bed every day. Like if she is having a bad day, um, she would, she would go home and she'd be like, Oh, well, my bed's not made. Well, that's why I was, so she would instantly make her bed and her day would get better. And I feel like there's something to that. There's something about a clean bed and a clean room 
And anyway, I don't know. Now that I don't snooze, I make my bed. So there you go. Take it or leave it. But I say don't snooze. Make sure you focus on sleep, then eating good, then working out. Okay, super excited to have Rachel Cruz here. You're, I mean, I feel everything's very, you're a New York Times bestseller. You've got all the things. I might be intimidated to talk to you about money. Amy, stop. Just kidding. You're like the <laughs> nicest human ever. Oh but I love that you have this wealth of knowledge. Do you like my wealth of well, knowledge? Oh, that was good. Good. But I didn't even pick up on that. I just got a quick little that's pun. A lot of knowledge. Yes. I didn't even <laughs> plan that money. out. Yes, with money. And so I thought it'd be awesome to bring you on and maybe talk about um, something for the holidays and spending and how yes. I feel like that can get so out of control. Um, I read something the other day that said people are entering this Christmas season still paying off bills from Last, Last Christmas, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yes, I know. Oh, that's just got to be. So I don't know. We're. I'm just going to let you <laughs> just go. My you, wealth you of knowledge. Yes. Out. <laughs> no, it is hard. The Christmas season's a tough one because everyone's heart is good for the most part. Of like, oh yeah, you know, I want to be able to give my kids, you know, some great gifts, my family members, my friends. But you have got to be intentional because what, number one, first and foremost, do not go into debt for Christmas. Just like you're talking about the average family is still paying off credit cards from last Christmas. So like, don't let the January you hate the December you. Like plan now to be wise and not go into debt, which can be hard because, you know, credit cards, you know, within stores, like, oh, you can save 20% off this purchase and all that. But you read the fine print, you're like, oh, but the interest is 28%. So like, they're going to win. So, so just know that. Well, one of my friends was even saying the other day that they had a friend that is an adult, like 40 something years old and didn't understand the interest on a credit card. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, no. but yeah. So when you read that fine print, like interest is a really big deal. Yeah. Right. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So just stay away in general. Just don't go. Don't give in to the store temptation of save 20%. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Cause that's hard. I can get you. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, just, just make a rule this Christmas. I'm not going into debt because the average family is goes into debt close to a thousand dollars for Christmas. So don't be one of those people because the truth of it is the things you're buying Stuff is probably gonna get thrown away. Like for like my girls, for instance, I have two little girls, and like half the Christmas stuff they got last year, we've already thrown out because of all the clutter. Like it's just crap. <laughs> Most of the things that we're buying, right? So right. like when it comes to that kind of stuff, like when you're thinking about kids and you're thinking about toys, you're thinking about gifts, just being wise with staying away from debt. Number one. Number two, create a budget. So have the amount of cash that you want to spend. Think of the amount of money. Okay, we have this as a family to spend on Christmas. And that's going to be it. So you have that a total, write it down, put it on the notes app on your iPhone, put that total at the top and then list out all the people you're going to buy gifts for, including your kids, including family members, friends, whatever it is, make that list and then put dollar amounts next to each everyone's name, each person's name. And then the goal is for your amount of money minus all those dollar amounts is going to equal zero. So every dollar you have in the Christmas budget is going somewhere intentionally. And this is great because it plans out and it shows you, okay, this is what I have to spend on my mom. And here's the dollar amount or here's what I have to spend on my best friend. You know, here's the dollar amount. This is what I have. And you stick to it. And then you can go even a further step, which is kind of nerdy, Amy, but I love it. Okay. Go cash out your Christmas budget and get an envelope and write everyone's name on that envelope and put the cash in the envelope. So when you're out shopping for your kids or your friend or your parent or whoever, you have that envelope. And when the money's gone out of that envelope, you stop 
buying and you stop. It's like a great accountability partner. So you just end it. So that's another great tip to do for this Christmas to to stay on budget. Okay. And is there something like if people are still paying off debt from last year and then they're going into this Christmas season and you're already encouraging, okay, no more debt. Let's pump the brakes on that. Like what is, I don't know, can we just offer encouragement to people? Like it's okay to not have to go all out for your family and friends or like how can we give people that that approval to be like, you know what? I need to stop this. So I have to either say like, hey guys, there's not really going to be gifts this year or maybe I'm going to try to if you're can sew or bake or do like something handmade, DIY like stuff. We, yes, we don't, totally. We don't need to be, you know, scared to do something like and that. And I think the problem with that is that we put the expectations on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like when you have younger kids, especially, you know, if you have younger kids at home, like their expectation isn't very large. Like we put it as on ourselves as parents thinking, right. oh, I got to get the best of the best. And oh, the newest toy that's out. Like, oh, I just want to give them all this stuff, right? Like that's the expectation on the parent. If you have a teenager that has probably real expectations of what Christmas is going to be, right? Have a conversation with them, communicate, treat them like an adult, even though they're not always emotionally an adult at times. But like sit down and be like, hey, listen, this is kind of like the guardrails. Here's here's kind of the boundaries we've set as a family with Christmas. And just talk it out. Yeah, like Explain be it to them. Yeah. Yes. And even your friends and family, like adult to adult, uh, my husband's family, we even had the conversation this year of like, because oh, we exchange gifts like with the adults. And we even had the conversation of like, should we just stop? Because it ends up being just like trading gift cards. And like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just ends there's up, no thought. Yeah. Like, you're saying intention. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, I feel like if you like let other people off the hook, they're going to be grateful too. We're like, hey, listen, this year we're not doing gifts for friends. Just FYI, you may get some a great treat, right? Or I might make something, but like that's what it's going to be. Honestly, your friend's probably like, okay, that's nice. So I don't feel like I have to go buy a gift either because financially speaking, a lot of people are not in a position to go and just spend all this money for Christmas. 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So the reality of a tight budget and not having it is a reality for a lot of people. And so I would say, don't let that expectation drive your need to spend other people's expectations. You have to put the blinders on and say, this is what's good for my family this year and have the conversations when they need to be had with the certain people. If, if those, if that needs to be verbalized, have those conversations. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And I like that we can give permission to kind That's of like right. yes, not don't. have to overperform and overgive and, and stop looking at Instagram. Stop comparing yeah. your life to everyone else's, mm-hmm. everyone else's Christmas. So just, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. In our family, we, we draw names on both sides, on my side and my husband's side. And it's, it's great. I and love that because it limits on to one. one. Yes. Right. right. I totally. So I love that. That's so another good. thing that people can do too is maybe draw names. Yes. Instead of for everyone. That's right. And again, the, the people on the other side are probably thinking, oh, that's so nice. Okay, good. I'm glad they like, brought oh, that up. Okay. Yeah, no, seriously. Yes. I'm like, gosh, it's so crazy. Christmas is so great and so fun. But also I would say too, like it's cheesy to say, but it's true. Like the reason for the season, like what is your heart and like and finding ways to give outside of your immediate, the people that you know, like people that really are in need, look to give the season, like a family that, that doesn't have anything. Right. You know, what can you provide them? Like the joy that comes from that and that type of gift is far greater than like another plastic necklace you buy on Amazon for your five-year-old daughter. Right. Like, right. I mean, that's no, the truth I love of that. it. Yeah. No. Jesus is the reason for this. That's right. That's yes. right, girl. Okay. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Amy. We got to talk about Diet Coke. Um, my, one of my best friends, Mary, she's addicted to Diet Coke. I used to be. 
I drank probably like five a day. Ooh. I know. Yeah. But I mean, I thought I was being healthy. I had, I would like have fat-free yogurt, diet Coke, and pretzels, fat-free, of course. <laughs> Duh. Oh, and I would, I mean, but I was probably about 20 pounds heavier than I am now, but I thought that that's what, what was healthy for me. And then I, you know, learned some stuff and started to figure out how to fuel my body properly. But Sometimes I have a craving still for Diet Coke. And then if I end up having it, it's like a downward spiral. It's like crack. And then I like end up having all the cracks, like, you know, Reese's Cups and Diet Coke. Like they just go together. So anyway, back to my friend Mary, because this is really about her problem. She is addicted to Diet Coke. Now she has cut it off too, and she'll do like green tea for caffeine. But Every once in a while, she's like, I mean, it can't be bad. I'm just going to have it. So I'll just say she probably has maybe one or two a week. So here's the issue with diet products in general, but especially diet soda. It's a bit of a false promise. Okay. They're not dangerous in reasonable amounts. You know, even five servings a day, five cans a day, which is more than I think you should do for most things, is is actually not going to be a dangerous amount of it. But it doesn't really work. You know, the whole reason drinking diet soda is is to lose weight, in theory. Yet, when the studies have been done, people who drink diet sodas, they don't, they don't seem to lose weight. In fact, is it quite because the of the aspartame? Or? Well, we think, we think the aspartame, saccharin, whatever one you're, you know, you're, you're using, because there are different ones in different products, they, they trick the, the, the body, but they can't trick the brain. Okay. The brain's too smart. So let's go through this experiment. You put the, the soft drink on your lips, right? That, that artificial sweetener so in the beverage. Good. Get your tongue going. Now, okay. it's, th- it's 300 times sweeter than sugar. Okay. So it really gets your tongue going. And then your tongue sends a message to the brain and says, high five, high five, we got lots of sugar coming down. The brain waits in the background and says, you know what, I'm waiting for the sugar, but it hasn't hit me. There's no sugar coming into the body. My blood sugar's not going up. I, I'm not feeling like the sugar's here. Sugar hits the brain like crack cocaine. It's very specific. Yes. So that's why it's so addictive. That's also why it tastes so good to drink it. That's why manufacturers add it, because they know that it'll make us drink more of it. So when you have an artificial sweetener, you don't get all that. So the brain says, ah, you tried to trick me. Amy, you tried to trick me, so I'm going to make you go back and get real sugar, almost reminding you to get stuff That's in your body. That's why I want the Reese's after I drink the Diet Coke. That's what we think. Now, it's it's hard. Thing. Yeah, it's hard to prove this because no one's going to let you take their brain out and experiment on it. I believe you. But it, is, it does seem to happen. Most importantly, just what, does, what is actually a truthful statement without any question is that there are no studies showing that diet sodas help you go on a diet. So if you're not going to lose weight with an artificial product, you know, why would you bother putting it in your body? Because your body doesn't know what it is. It's an away game. Right. You know, play home games. Eat foods your body recognizes. Eat food that comes out of the ground. Look at the way it looks when you eat it. That's the best way to lose weight. That's why things like the keto diet, which I happen to like a lot, makes sense for a lot of people because you can stay on it. It takes your cravings down. Keto diet, again, mostly fat and protein, not much carbs. Right. And if you need to be on a diet, at least you won't crave a lot of, of, of the wrong foods because the diet tends to take that desire out of you. Uh, if you're not trying to lose a lot of weight, something like the Mediterranean diet, which is what I generally eat, because I'm Turkish originally, and in Turkey they eat the Mediterranean diet. I mean, you can eat it your whole life. You never feel like you're depriving yourself. You're, you're not lonely, because so many diets, I don't know what you think there's any, but you're by yourself, right? They're out there having a good time. You can't do any of those things, because you're on a diet. Right. And so, t- using tactics that allow you to love the food you're eating so much you don't want to have too much of it, and you just happen to be eating healthy food as a side benefit, that's the best way to lose weight. Yeah. I agree. Once I adopted, I went from the what I thought was healthy and then adopted more of what you're talking about, eating whole foods. I saw my body completely yeah. transition. Mm-hmm. And I only did it because I was trying to get pregnant. I couldn't get pregnant. And I read somewhere if I went vegan and ate from the ground that I'd get, yeah, you well, know, 
I'd get pregnant. It didn't work, but but I lost weight and felt better. Exactly. I didn't realize how crappy I felt, yeah, Dr. Oz. That's a crazy thing, isn't it? I felt like crap, but I didn't even know it. Yeah. Until I woke, until I started eating better, and I was like, "This feels good. I want to keep eating this way." That's the thing. That's the insight that makes me most confident about a healthy diet. Is people will say, "I didn't, you know, I, I did this to live longer. I did this to get pregnant." But it turns out the side benefit was I just felt better immediately. Okay, calling an audible for my fourth thing because I had a segment planned out where I'd probably be talking to y'all for maybe seven minutes or so and my voice is just not feeling it at all. So I'm going to go ahead and just share with y'all something I literally just typed into Google. What to do when you're losing your voice. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, well, if I'm going through this, maybe some other people are. And here's the five things that popped up right away. First is rest. Rest your voice as much as possible. So I need to go do that. Uh, Two, seek out quiet places. Avoid loud environments. Number three, stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water. Number four, use a humidifier if you can. And number five, medicate. Like with ibuprofen, it'll help bring down your inflamed vocal cords. So if you're in a situation like me or maybe, you know, you get into this situation, you can refer back to this podcast or You can just type into Google like I did what to do when you're losing your voice. I'm not a doctor. Take away from this what you will, but I got to go rest. I just want to say thanks for coming to listen to episode three. Shout out to Dr. Oz for giving us insight into diet sodas and why they're not necessarily good for us. And if you're a chronic snoozer like me, I just want to encourage you to go to bed tonight, set your alarm for exactly when you need to wake up and don't press snooze. Trust me, you'll be better for it. And then a big thank you to Rachel Cruz, Dave Ramsey's daughter, who is just so wise. She's awesome. And she's trying to keep us in line this holiday season with our budget. So I'm thankful that she was able to come on. So really appreciate you guys listening. I hope that you come back next week for four new awesome things. And that, uh, you know, by then I should sound back to normal. So with that said, let's go ahead and just say our goodbyes. Thank you for listening. Over and out. One of my favorite sweatshirts and shirts that the Shop Forward has is their Choose Joy line. It's really simple. It just says Choose Joy. So it's a great reminder for you. It can be an awesome gift. And also what I love is that all proceeds from each Choose Joy item benefit the Shop Forward's Cancer Care Fund, which goes towards supporting those and their fight against cancer. Pretty much the goal is to ease the financial burden that cancer can put on those when it comes to treatment and recovery. And also it can encourage them at the same time and their loved ones to choose joy because it's just definitely 0% fun when you're going through the whole cancer battle, especially when it comes to the financial side. So I love that this shirt reminds people to choose joy and then also goes towards lifting some of that financial burden. So check it out, theshopforward.com. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? 
With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.